Hello, everyone. Welcome to Family Mission Podcast here. Mark and Kimberly, we are so thankful you have hit the play button on this podcast today. Thank you for joining us. That's right. Time is a gift. It is a gift, and we know that there's a lot of things you could choose to spend your time on, so we're Mm -hmm. thankful that you're joining with us today and enjoying this conversation with us. So welcome to the table. Welcome to the table. And if you are inclined, share this podcast. That's right. Talk it up and get some of your friends sitting at the table. Get them involved in the family mission conversation. That's right. So if there's something that one of these podcasts has really touched your heart with, we do encourage you to mm-hmm. um, share it with others and help us get the word out. That's right. And we've been talking for a number of weeks on the mission of marriage. That's right. And whether you're married or not, we hope you'll still t- stay tuned to the conversation because there's right. going to be many, many things that will bless and encourage your heart. But that's been our focus for a number of weeks, the mission of marriage. Well, and you know, in marriage is just an example of any relationship. Mm-hmm. So um, just know that you can use any of the things that we're talking about mm-hmm. um, in any relationship. That's right, because there's we talk about communication, we talk about forgiveness, we talk about you know leadership and leading and you know being initiators. A lot of things we get into that are abs- just healthy relational things. That's right, and they're godly things. And so Ephesians five has kind of been a flagship uh, chapter for us here on this particular series of conversations. And of course, at the end of the chapter, he's very specific talking to men and women. And then, of course, wraps up saying, well, this marriage covenant is really a mystery that reveals the relationship, the covenant relationship between Christ and the church. He is our husband. He is our covenant covering. Mm-hmm. And we come into, through invitation, into a covenant union with Christ. And this is what marriage gives great witness to. That's right. And so this is no doubt why the enemy targets marriage. Hello. It's, you know what I'm saying? Well, and he always, you know, he wants to divide. Mm-hmm. And the marriage covenant is the greatest example of two coming together yeah. and agreement. Mm-hmm. You know, the scripture says if two or three agree together, wow. then what? They have whatsoever. Mm-hmm. They've asked and That's agreed right. upon. It says if one can set a thousand of flight, two can set ten thousand. I mean, you. you so he's multiply. after. He's yeah. after, and and really, covenant partnership is just that covenant partnership. Mm-hmm. So he he wants to divide any way he possibly can, and he he will not quit. He's no. he's he's after it. This is why we're not going to quit. We're not quitting. We're going to keep you encouraged, keep cheering you on and giving you all the resources we can from the word of God. That's right. And you know, the grace of the Holy Spirit upon our lives to encourage you. And so in chapter 5 of Ephesians, again the the letter to the Ephesians was not written in letter or chapter and verse. It's it was broken up by translators for obvious reference reasons, you know, so that we can all go to the same place in the letter to talk about it. But Paul was just writing a letter to the church, to the believers in Ephesus, and in this fifth chapter, we call it, he he was talking earlier, because the first 
part of the uh, book of Ephesians or the letter to the Ephesians, very, very high level theology. I mean, powerful realities of, of being raised with Christ, seated in heavenly places, um, talks about being accepted and chosen, just really, really powerful truths. And then the latter part of Ephesians, he moves more into the practical, the the day-to-day, the relational impact that these great truths have in our life. Mm-hmm. Because being seated with Jesus it's supposed to have an impact on my marriage. Mm-hmm. Being seated with Jesus is supposed to make me a, a better son to my mm-hmm. father. It's to make me a better husband to my wife, a better father to my children, a better worker out in the workforce, whatever the dynamic would be. These are not just theological truths. These are practical truths. And so this chapter really starts getting practical right off the bat when he says right in the beginning, I'm reading in the Amplified Ephesians 5 and 1, therefore be imitators of God, copy him, follow his example like a well-beloved child imitates their father. And so he starts right off, you know, kind of addressing our sonship. We're children of God. And just as natural as it is for a child to do mm-hmm. what they see their parent do. In fact, we had a little thing on our fridge years ago that said children, children learn, learn what they live, what they live. And then they live what they learn. And so here it is. That's God's plan we are to learn what we live and live what we learn and then he applies it immediately verse two in the amplified i know you've got a different version pulled up um amplified says and walk in love esteeming and delighting in one another as christ loved us and gave himself up for us a slain offering sacrifice to god for you so that you became a sweet fragrance. Well, I have the Passion Translation, um, and I know it's a paraphrase, but mm-hmm. uh, Passion Paraphrase. Be imitators of God in everything you do, for then you will be represent, then you will represent your father as his beloved sons and daughters, mm-hmm. and continue to walk surround, uh, surrendered to the extravagant love of Christ. For he surrendered his life as a sacrifice for us. His great love for us was pleasing to God, like an aroma mm. of adoration, a sweet healing fragrance. A sweet healing fragrance. Wow. Mm. So this word love. Hello. <laughs> it's, it's a word that's easily used today. It's I love <laughs> I love that restaurant. That's right. I love that show last night. I love that pair of jeans. <laughs> I think you get the point. We can use that word love so casually, so um, just easily that it sometimes when then we look at something like this, where Scripture's admonishing us to love, that's why it's so important to see that it says not just any love, it says, it says love, love, yeah, love like Christ loved us, or love of Christ, the love agape. Of there we go. Hello, agape. Agape. That's the Greek word. If you get in the original language of the New Testament in Greek, that's the word agape. 
which it's a, it's different than the other kinds of loves mentioned. There's like eros, there's phileo, there's friendship love, there's sensual love or romantic love. There's different kinds of love, but but agape, <laughs> agape that is divine love, divine love, That's true love, true love. It's unconditional. It's unending. And it never fails. Never fails. Praise God. Those other kinds of, quote, love, they come and go. They're up and down. They're emotionally driven. They're emotionally driven. But agape, it's a spiritual force. And this is the force that must be fueling our marriage. Even though some of those other come into play, and there's a place for all those things in a healthy marriage, but what fuels your marriage should be that agape. That's right. Amen. That's right. But notice it said, esteeming and delighting, the Amplified said, just like Christ loved us and gave. It was a sweet fragrance. So this will put a sweet fragrance in our marriage. Sweet fragrance. It'll spruce it up a little bit. <laughs> Amen. But notice, then he goes on, he gets him, he, he kind of like instead of going in the shallow end of the pool. He, he just goes deep. He just goes deep. Boom. He jumps right in the deep end of the pool. He says, but immorality, sexual vice, all impurity, lustful, rich, wasteful living, greediness. Okay, well, let me read. I'm going to read what is in like, the Amplified. Whoa. And it says, have nothing to do with sexual immorality, lust, or greed, for you are his holy ones. And let no, um, no one be able to accuse you of them in any form. Guard any your form. speech. For sake, what do we forsake? Oh, worthless insults! Oh my goodness! These are nonsensical uh, words that bring disgrace and are unnecessary. Hmm. Instead, let wow. Instead, <laughs> let worship fill your heart and spill out in your words. My goodness. So. That would help a lot of us out, wouldn't it? I think that would that would heal up a lot of marriage. Let's just, take, right <laughs> let's just take that right there. Hello. <laughs> now, it's interesting, and I'm going to be real blunt on this, and I've, I've heard this taught, and I agree with it. But I am going to give a little uh, disclaimer here. I've not personally studied out every verse on this, but I heard it said one time, every list of the flesh where it's mentioned, you know, Paul mentions it in Galatians here, it's mentioned in Ephesians, but it says anywhere the the works of the flesh are mentioned, the first one always mentioned is regarding sexual purity and the few that i can think of off the top of my head that's exactly right so i haven't studied them all out but it's clear enough to know that the three or four i can think of right off the Mm -hmm. cuff it is listed first so that i think is worth noting i think that is what because that is an area that gets so polluted it gets so uh there's so much counterfeit in our day and age to the original intent yes of marriage to the original intent and because that was the thing when when the woman showed up and now adam who you know previously was you know he he was just Man, he was mankind, but then the rib was removed, woman was made, Mm -hmm. brought to him. Now, man had the ability to reproduce. That's right. 
and the devil showed up immediately to, to try take to it. stop what God was doing. And so you can just take that and you can look at most mm-hmm. um, sexual perversion mm-hmm. is to completely take away from his original intent yeah. for reproducing. Yeah. And the beauty of how um, of how that is a protected privilege. Yes. That is a protected privilege by scripture between, you know, one man, one woman. It is a protected uh, privilege for covenant Mm -hmm. partners. You know, um, some people say, you know, your spouse, some people say your mate. You know, I think we all understand we're talking about your covenant partner. And that's not like just a contract partner. You know, it's a covenant partner. That's right. And so it's it's a that protected means you've privilege. Given your life a hundred percent to that other person in every way. Because he just said the love that you're going to begin loving with is a love that'll die for that person. Mm-hmm. It'll die for their advance. It'll die mm-hmm. so that they can live. Jesus showed that kind of love to us. Even before we were treating him right, That's right, even before we even believed in him, he made the investment. And so sometimes in a marriage, you have to make the investment before the person is even willing to respond, before the person even believes in your God or believes in Christ. Sometimes you get married and one person gets saved and the other person is not even uh, willing to believe or doesn't even believe yet, still claiming to be agnostic, atheist, whatever. So sometimes you have that situation in a marriage where one of the spouses, one of the individuals is having to kind of lead in this arena and mm-hmm. love, and that kind of love isn't going to be returned. That's right. But Christ, there's grace for that. There is grace. There's grace, it. and that's the kind of love that is Christian love. That's right. You know, so it's it is obviously going to benefit a marriage, but he first of all, before he even gets into the marriage, he's just talking about this how Christians hello should behave, and the first thing he deals with is sexual purity. Mm-hmm. And you know, this is like the big understatement of the year that that is one area. That is a major, I would say, epidemic proportions, um, sexual uh, perversion, sexual uh, misconduct in the world. And it's sadly almost as much in the church, if not as much in the church, as in the world. So we, what we're saying here is the, the Bible's our instruction. Amen. You know, my dad used to always say, what does Bible stand for? Basic instruction before leaving earth. Hello. So our Bible is our instruction guide. Mm-hmm. So we can find um, not only just information, but we can find guidance yeah. in what is healthy yeah. in life and marriage mm-hmm. and family. Yeah. And here's something too, Kim, that when God gives a word, there's... With the word, there's grace. There's grace. Like when when Jesus spoke to Peter and told Peter, come out on the water. Well, actually, Peter asked the question. He said, if that's you, Lord, <laughs> bid me to come. Because he knew if it was him, he'd, he'd be able to do it. That's right. And so then Jesus said one word, come. That one word, come, had the power to authorize and empower Peter to put his foot out of the boat and 
And so Jesus was not the only man to walk on the water. Mm-hmm. Peter walked on the water, and people jumped right to the, yeah, but he sank. Can we just stop for a minute and recognize and celebrate the fact that there was another man besides Jesus who actually walked on water? Come on. And yeah, he did begin to sink, but let's not miss the miracle that he stepped out on one word. Come. Come. And that word was instruction, like you're saying, but it's also empowering. So when we read through these things where he's saying, stop this, deal with that, confront that, don't look at it as just another rule being laid on you. That's right. Realize that's to release grace in your life. It's going to empower you. He would never instruct us or speak something to us that there's not the life in that word to infuse strength, courage, to walk it out. To walk it out. That's good. So when he's dealing with these issues of, of, and I'm reading the Amplified, it says, you know, but immorality, sexual vice, he says, Amplified says, all impurity of lustful, rich, or wasteful living, greediness, must not even be named among you as is fitting or proper among saints, God's consecrated people. Well, we could say it's also not fitting in marriage. That's right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and so he goes on then in verse four, let there be no filthiness, obscenity, indecency, nor foolish or sinful, silly, corrupt talk. Boy, that's that's a mouthful. <laughs> that is a mouthful. That is a mouthful. <laughs> so even it will so he's just saying even our speech needs to be very boy. <laughs> we need to watch our words. Yeah. Be mindful of our words. Well, and we know scripture also says life and death is in the power mm-hmm. of our tongue. tongue. That's right. You know, so we definitely need to be choosing life. And see, that also tells me that no word is empty. Oh, hello. It's He said it's either life or death. See, a lot of times we're like, well, I didn't really mean it. No, something was communicated. <laughs> oh, help, help, help us, Lord. <laughs> Come on, y'all can laugh with us. I know, we laugh at ourselves sometimes. Another verse along those lines is, out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaks or or leaks. leaks. (laughs) That's our favorite transliteration. of. (laughs) Yeah, it speaks, but sometimes it leaks, revealing it's in there. Well, and revealing that there is some kind of friction Mm -hmm. in there. I mean, because whenever you're speaking something that is death, Mm-hmm. It normally is connected to hurt, yeah. pain, fear, mm-hmm. um, all of the offense, mm-hmm. all of those things are what actually produce those words. Because yeah. the, the root, mm-hmm. if if we get the root, yeah. then there's not a lot of fruit that's, that's right. going to come from those negative words. So we got to go back to the root, the real issue forgive, Mm -hmm. deal with what we need to deal with, and then allow there to be good fruit that comes. And the love of Christ is the place we go Mm -hmm. to heal and to recover and to find the the inspiration to forgive. That's right. And we see how we've been treated. That's right. And so this whole (laughs) verse 4 of Ephesians 5, really dealing with our speech and how we speak. And in fact, um, it's not only what you say, uh, 
Um, it's the place from which you speak, and it can also be the tone that you use, because you might even be physically saying one thing, but with your body language or your tone. Your face. Your Hello. face. <laughs> your face. Says it all. Says it all. Your face just says it all. Come on, spouses. You can say that. You know that look. Mm-hmm. That's right. So you got to retrain the look. That's right. Retrain the brain. Don't look that way. <laughs> but there's there's so many ways we communicate. And so when he's talking about let no filthiness, ob- obscenity, indecency, uh, or foolish or sinful, silly, corrupt talk, no coarse jesting, which is not fitting or becoming, but instead voice your thankfulness to God. Hello. So I think Thanksgiving. that place, you know, I said earlier, it's not just what we say, but the place where we speak from, he's saying we need to speak from a thankful place. That's right. And that's a place that I want I want all my words that come towards my wife to come from a thankful place of my my thankfulness to God for her, or if I'm speaking to my children, my thankfulness to God for them, or, or dealing with a stranger. Thankfulness to God. If we speak from that place, then our words can cannot contain the death. They won't contain the the darkness. They'll actually contain the light. Hello, living in the light. Living Living in the the light. light. Yeah. If we skip down to verse eight, living in the light. It talks about living in the light. Speaking from the light. Verse eight says, "For you were talking about before you came to Christ, before you're born again." You were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. And my paraphrase says, once your life was full of sin's darkness, Hmm. but now you have the very light of our Lord shining through you because of your union with him. Because of your union with Your us. mission is to live as children flooded with his revelation light. Did it just say your mission? Your mission. Oh my goodness. Your mission. Could that be the mission of marriage? Could that oh, be the mission of love? Your mission is to live as children flooded with his revelation light. light. Wow. I've never read that version of that verse. And the supernatural fruits of his light will be seen in you, goodness, righteousness, and truth. Mm-hmm. Then you will learn to choose what is beautiful to our Lord. Wow. Hello. That's powerful. <laughs> now listen, in the, in the Amplified I didn't finish it earlier in the Amplified where it talks about uh, once you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. It then says in little brackets, you know how the Amplified does, lead the lives of those native born to the light. Hello. Native born. Hello. You know, like, like in America, we have First Nations people, people native born here in America, before any of us immigrated or came came to America, there was the native-born Americans here. And so this, that's where my mind goes when I think about native-born. It says those who were native-born 
to the light, that when we come through faith in Jesus Christ, there's a brand new start. That takes us all the way back to the garden. Yes. That's a divine reset. Native born all the way back. That's right. To the light. All the way back. He's the light. He is the light. Mm. Man, but I love that. Read that portion again in the in the passion about um, the mission. Okay. Um, it was verse eight. Okay, verse. Well, it's once your life was full of sin's darkness, but now you have the very light of our Lord shining through you because of your union with Him. Your mission is to live as children flooded with His revelation light. Mm. And that mission, the mission of love, and to walk in that revelation light, that's the, that's the mission of marriage. That's, that's the, mission the mission of covenant people. We as the covenant family of God, but also we as covenant people. And that's why later in the same chapter, this great fifth chapter, he actually wraps up by saying, this is the great mystery Christ and the church, this union with mm-hmm. Christ, this covenant union of of two becoming one. You know, in the, in marriage, two become one flesh. And and I do want to look at this, Kim. First um, Corinthians six, I think it's verse seventeen. Well, I don't know that we're going to get in on this, um, but keep. I'd encourage you to um, just keep going mm-hmm. in this chapter. Read the whole entire chapter um, because it's really kind of cool because there's a reference of the glorious church yes. at the end of the chapter. Yes. And guess where it's at? It's right in the middle of the mission of love. Of the mission of love where God's instructing men to love their wives. Oh, and wives to honor their husbands. Honor their so I believe the glorious church is going to arise when the mission of marriage is fulfilled, when marriage is glorious again. Marriage is what everything God dreamed it to be. That's when we're going to see this glorious church fully, fully. emerge. But what I wanted you to see here is just like in marriage, the two become one flesh. Now in the new covenant and our covenant union with Christ, 1 Corinthians 6.17 says, but the person who's united to the Lord, uh-huh. and that's what happens when you're born again. Yes. The person who's united to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Hello. And that's through the that's through the person of Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's how our spirits are linked. That's how our spirits are united. We're brought into oneness with him with him it's a covenant oneness it's a covenant union in marriage it's one flesh but in in our walk of faith we become one spirit with him and that's the person of holy spirit who who unites us with christ and so even though heaven might be in a different place we're one we're connected we're united it's i mean we even have technology today (laughs) that is even a witness to this if man can create wireless technology how many know God was wireless long before we ever figured that out? That's right. And so there's a wireless connection. You just heard my watch bang the table. Did you hear that? Whack. <laughs> there's a wireless connection between Christ and the church. There's a wireless connection between mm-hmm. our spirit and him. We are one. We're connected. We're united. We're in union with him. And that's a beautiful thing because like, a beautiful thing. like my wife and I, 
you know, even though we were to maybe be in a, a separate town, our union's still intact. No. If you go on a trip, I go on a trip, or maybe just take a trip into town. I stay home, you go to town. We might be 10 miles apart, but we're, we're still, still one. Mm. We're Hello. still in union. And so that's the beauty is that distance can't change this. Time can't change this. And so our time has just about gotten away, speaking of time. Oh, our time, our time. It goes so quick. It goes so quickly. So quickly. But we just want to say thank you again for joining us today. Thank you for having this conversation. And we pray Mm -hmm. that something we said today um, will just spark a conversation that you have with um, your heavenly Father, yeah, and if you're married with your mate, that's right. Have a conversation, and and, and if good. you're not with a good friend or Are family you? member, <laughs> you know, someone that you're working on a relationship with, that's right. And so, with that being said, we like to. We may not always do it, but we really like to leave you with a blessing, and it's the great ironic or the high priestly blessing, and it really typifies God's love for you, His pursuit of you, His passion for you, His commitment to you. And so here it is. May the Lord bless you. May He keep you. May He make His face to shine upon you and lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Shalom. Shalom.